Hello, hello, hello. Gibbo. Gibbo has great news. No new segments. No new segments. No new segments. Ladies and gentlemen. publish perish or podcast your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science and see how science laughs i'm andrew stapleton and joining me today are cameron shearer hello and christopher gibson good day all right first things first i want to peer review each other's laughs okay well <laughs> monthly yeah that's right chris has got an awesome laugh chris has got like a well, like a older gentlemanly laugh. It is. Yeah. It, no, it's Muttley. It's a character of uh, Wacky Races, I believe. Yes. To dog. Yeah, that's yeah. what I I would, that's I would question the long-term stability of Chris's laugh. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's doing damage to his body somehow. Because it seems yeah. painful. Yeah, something's not quite right, Chris. I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it in the long run. <laughs> it gives me entertainment value. It entertains others. I'm willing to sacrifice a few years at the end of my life for the, yeah. the Muttley laugh. What's, so, Chris, how's Cameron's laugh? Um, Cameron, can you laugh for me? <laughs> or make me laugh. Yeah, come on, Chris, make him laugh. I'd have to come up with a joke. Yeah, yeah, say a joke. I can't think of any joke. Think of something. Uh, knock, knock. Who's there? Doctor. Doctor whom? <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing and you can't hear it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, there, yeah, I heard yeah. some laugh. Um, so no, Cameron's uh, a, a ha, 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 that was that was kind of a, a chuckle. Yeah, chuckle. I'd yeah. say I'd call that sort of chuckling. It's um, a good. It's a healthy laugh. Sounded good. Good volume. Good density. Thank I you. thought. Yep. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Right. Correct. Let me have it. Oh, your 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 sort of yours is a sort of a loud barking laugh. It is. Yeah. 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 When it really gets going, I oh. go. Oh, yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice yeah. strangulation Nice sound. strangulation sound. Yeah. No. Good. And science, what, what would his or her laugh sound like? Ooh. Some would- kind of smug chuckle, I imagine. <laughs> well, go on, do an impression. <laughs> <laughs> That's an Englishman's laugh. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're English. You do, go on, you do, Chris, you do science's uh, laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, that's like a condescending laugh. Yeah, there you go. Because okay. science knows more than anyone else. Yeah, and Andy, what do you got? <laughs> that's science is doing a shit. So, or some kind of elephant laugh. <laughs> and it would, it would be like... <laughs> and then it would go... Uh, <sighs> at the end of yeah. every laugh. Yeah. Very good. So Very it's good. smug and condescending. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Nice. Good combination. I think you got it. Yeah, well done. Well done. Okay, my lovely little gentleman. Let's go that's with us. that's you. Let's Thanks. go with news from news? the week. Um, Cameron, you go. All right. So last Friday, I uh, invited a visitor to visit my institution. Ooh. The first time that I was involved, really the chooser of the person to come. Where was mm. this person mm. from? From uh, they're working in Sydney. Oh, okay. So they didn't come too far. Two, no, that's two good. hour flight or something like that yeah mm-hmm. uh and so of course because it was my idea i was in charge of giving the introduction the introduction oh yes when uh when they gave their talk very oh, good. good and so recently on andymatter.net there was a uh, post on yes. how how to give an introduction that doesn't suck yes 
And so what you did in your introduction was in your introduction in your post <laughs> yes. was you explained all of the tropes and the obvious things that people do in their academic introductions. Mm-hmm. And then you gave a template. Yes. And I actually thought in my head, maybe I can do Andy's template. <laughs> it's really <laughs> offensive. And then I looked through it and the first thing is something along the lines of insert name here has done however many poos. <laughs> and I thought maybe I won't do that. I don't know them that well. No, very good. And very so I had good. originally written a boring standard introduction, which is pretty much chronological order of their life. Yeah. And they're so mm-hmm. good. They did this, they did this, they did this. Yep. 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 And then I thought, no, I'm going to do Andy's. And then I thought, no, I'm not going to do Andy's. <laughs> Probably a good decision. <laughs> but I'll somehow make it a little bit better. Mm. So what mm. I thought I'd do is I would kind of to organize my facts into author order instead of chronological order. Ooh. And so author order, like how you would... Or- Order the authors. Yeah. So I've gone for most important first, second most important last, and then more boring or or less important facts in the middle. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh very, very good. good. Very good. Yes. So I said at the beginning they are the leader of this research group in Sydney, and everyone went ooh. And then I said, you know, lots of papers where they where they grew up, where they grew up. I just like to introduce Dr. Gibson. He grew up in a small village in. Zambia. Yeah. <laughs> he enjoyed running through Sprinkler's Nude. <laughs> Here's Whoa. a photo of him doing this only last week. Were you guys there? It's <laughs> eerily accurate. <laughs> and so all those things. And then at the end, I kind of did, and his research focuses on yeah. whatever it was. And so the, the bore, what would you consider the boring bit was just listing the papers and things yeah. like Listing yeah. the papers, the things they awarded, where mm. they got their PhD from, the other places they've worked at. I kind of just... Chuck that in the middle. Yeah, and right, so that's, that's what I idea. that's what I'd organised to do. Mm. I got up to read the the introduction. Of course, I had it written down on a piece of paper. I got my yep. piece of paper out, and it's the old boring introduction. Uh, no, <laughs> oh my god, they wrote movies about this. <laughs> and I was naked. That's a, <laughs> in front of all these people. <laughs> Well done. Look, I really appreciate you at least trying to make yeah. it a little bit more A for effort. Absolutely. Yeah. A for effort. Execution. We'll talk about that later. It, yeah. It's a it's a see me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't just yeah. Yeah, that's very good. That's very good. Well done. I got something else. Hey, oh, again, uh, more, please. Jeez. Did the um have we had the podcast where I talked about buying chinos? Has that one been released? And I don't know. I has that been remember. cut? Yeah, probably. All right. So I'm a kind of person who isn't really leading fashion, but where I th- hang on, I just want to describe what you're wearing right now. It's a green t-shirt with an owl on it, which is nice, and pr- yeah. printed tees are in. Why are there so many holes? Uh, because the dog pulled it off the uh, clothesline. That is a reasonable excuse. It looks like a brand new t-shirt as it well. Was, oh, yeah, what a young. dick. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, oh, well. Yeah, so, no, I mean, you know, you're not the edge of fashion, but you're not no. at the no. bottom. Long well, way, I'd like to from. think that what I can tell people is acceptable fashion. Yeah. So, sometimes you're kind of thinking, can I wear that and that together? Mm. And some people will say, no, I'm here to say yes. <laughs> And mm. so I'm a big fan of wearing sneakers and jeans together. Sneakers and jeans. Cameron is right. name for this. With, Cameron's a good name. What's wrong with that? What's wrong well, with sneakers and jeans? I mean, it has the bad name of Sneens. Mm. Does it? Oh my mm. god! I've learned something. Sneens. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh so, god. 
And so what I'm what I'm trying to bring in now to say it's okay to wear are sneakers and chinos. <gasps> sneakers. <Sneenos. laughs> sneakers. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yep. So I'm wearing sneakers. Or, or sneakers this evening. Oh, you are. Yep. Oh, it looks Do lovely. It. Do it. Sneakers are no, not lovely. Sneakers are okay. Sneakers are okay. Okay. Yeah. They're well, acceptable. I was trying to be supportive, but you're absolutely right. I mean, it's average. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing sneakers and shorts. Snorts. <laughs> I'm wearing boots and jeans. Beans. Beans. <laughs> we really are just entertaining ourselves. I think so, we? yeah. Well, well done. Well, excellent. Yeah. I'm really pleased well that Well done, happened. Cameron. I'm, I, I'm a fan of Sneens. And no, the uh, Sneenos. Sneenos. I'm Sneenos as well. Sneenos. So yeah. I just want you to know the, the one note I wrote down for that piece of uh, information yep. is just the word Sneenos. Sneenos. Whoa. Oh, also you where I wanted it. to get to. it. Well Whole done. story love from Sneenos. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Christopher Gibson, do it. All right. Once again, it's Gibbo's news, and it's going to be big news. As you all know, uh, a new segment began a, a few podcasts ago, Gibbo's Site Countdown. Yes. Can I beat 2015 sites in but 2016? But the more important question, does anyone care? Oh, they do. <laughs> I had three separate people stop me in the corridor and ask me about Gibbo's Site Countdown. Yep. This is a lie. Yep. No, 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 absolutely true. This can't be true. It's true, it's true. There's a, a silent majority out there just aching for more Gibbo's news. These are the people that would vote for Trump, isn't it? <laughs> I hope not. I hope go, not. On. go on. Anyway, so this, this is truly exciting. Stop huffing. Stop being your own hype, man. So, Come on. So for 2015 on Scopus, I got 145. Yep. Currently for 2016, 159. Surpassed. Good. Yes. Web of Science Core Collection, 2015. I got 139. Currently for 2016, 148. Oh, good. The segment's over. <laughs> so you did it. You passed it. Well done. No worries, people. I know you're disappointed. That segment's over. When one Gibbo segment dies, another begins. Gibbo's Science Heroes. Oh, yeah, that's good. I've got a science. We did we did have a section yeah, on a couple it's in, podcasts. It's about inspired science. by that. Thank so you. in the last few weeks, I encountered a Gibbo science hero Ooh. who went above and beyond the call of Gibbo's science. Of just needs. of just putting in an effort that really deserves to be shouted out. Okay, let's shout Ooh, them okay. out then. Yeah. So this was someone who um, injured their shoulder recently, really, really quite badly. Cameron, and is he talking about you? I'm not sure. And basically couldn't raise their arm above oh, above no, a couple of degrees. Yeah. Um, that person still came into work and ran samples for someone. Uh, basically with one arm. Yeah. With one arm, ran some and got some amazing data for this person. They didn't yep. need to come in, loaded themselves up with painkillers and still managed to acquire wow. some great data. How did they hurt their shoulder? What? Some kind of motorbike accident? I'm not doing something really sure. cool. No, I, what a I, hero. I, I'm not really sure. It uh, sounds to it, me like this hero was probably doing some kind of wheelie in front of a, a lot of girls with rock music playing in the background and flames coming out, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I okay. think that's probably how it might have happened. Liar. So, so who are you talking about? Gibbo's science hero for this last three weeks is me. <laughs> <laughs> this is not no, how any of this works, Christopher Gibson. Wait a minute. You told me you had a sore arm because you slept on it funny. <laughs> 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 
All right. There is a slight <laughs> chink in my story that you guys have, have, have <laughs> managed to work out using your combined intelligence. I'm impressed. But yeah, I'm my own hero. That's offensive in itself, Chris. I, am, comment. I am my own hero. And it was an amazing, amazing bit of work by Chris, me. Chris, can I ask you a question? Ask. Is Christopher Gibson's, Christopher T. Gibson's science heroes... Always going to be Christopher T. Gibson. I can't guarantee it, but I can't rule it out. I can't rule it out. I mean, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bias myself against anyone, including myself. Well, well done. So, uh, yeah, thanks everyone for your support. Thanks to you guys again for the support of the segments. I really appreciate it. Yeah, look, we we can't help it. <laughs> Carrying on. Good. Yeah. Is that all you got? That's it. Really. All right. No, that's Fuck. It. Just brags. Yeah. Just brags. Yeah, just more Chris Wiggins and brags. <laughs> hey, Andy, uh, you got some news for us? I have got oh, no. three bits Ooh. of awesome news. Uh, two of them are kind of interlinked. Right. Okay. First one is that on Saturday night, just gone, I was part of a panel show um, called Science Says, and Jeez. it was run by the Science Nation. It, I've done a few of these now, yeah. and they're always great fun. Highlights of the night include... Okay. Me dry humping another contestant. Oh. To emulate panda sex. Oh. Thank Ooh. you. And what what did you go with? And I went with a big rounded kind of like just hump so the, only from the hips. Front Ooh. front to back? No, no, front front to side. Front she to was side. sat down. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, you did this to a woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone laughed, but I don't, I think she felt very uncomfortable. <laughs> so uh <laughs> Sorry, Hannah. It's uh, it, it was never meant to be that, that horrible. Yeah, yeah. No, one's um, la- no one's laughing at your pain. By that's the way. right. And also, um, another highlight was I had to charade or like mime out a scientific discovery. Ooh. And that scientific discovery was this: a silicon kidney was put on the front and back of a roller coaster to have a look at the effect of the acceleration of the roller coaster on passing kidney stones. Whoa! You had to. I had to mime that. that. How did you go? What? Look, this is not podcast material, but I can tell you, it was very, very difficult. But guess what happened? You did it. Charades champ, two thousand and three. I did it. Holy toss! What? Yeah, they got it. How fucking great is that? I'm so good at charades. Did they know the story before? Nope. Nothing. Wow. So it's on Twitter. There's wow. a couple of videos. Actually, there's a ho- there's a full video of me doing it. If I can get hold of it. If you, were, will, a, uh, if you were a mutant on the X-Men, this that would, would be your power. You'd be charade my, man. I'd be charade man. It'd be like, Andy, what's the problem? Um, <laughs> B, B, princess, princess, king, king. Yes, king. That's it. That's all I've got. <laughs> Princess King? Princess King. Why well, doesn't make any sense, Andy. Use your words. I, just, I heard you speaking before. Every episode, you've lost your voice for some reason. <laughs> now, gentlemen. Uh, this is the one. Here it comes. You've been wanting to show, talk to us all night. I, I'm really, Ooh. really excited about all this. Because this week, yep. as we speak on this podcast... Okay. I am the curator of I am Psycom Twitter handle. Whoa! Whoa! So Whoa, I'm going to take mean? I'm going to take a photo right now and tweet it, and then everyone that, that follows. follows the thing can see the photo, and they're going to be on Whoa. our podcast, and they're going to like it. Whoa. How good's that? Jesus, wow! I'm not. I, have you got a comb or a brush? Look, let's do a selfie while recording. Cameron, get in. You have to get, you have to touch me, Cameron. Touch me. Oh, God, I'm so bad at selfies. There we are. 
Oh, Chris, you look Ooh. horrible. <laughs> but that's going to be tweeted to 7,000 people. Oh, oh great. Bless. Yeah, it's better. gone. That's much that's better. better. Chris, you look lovely. Thanks, man. So, there we are. So, I'm on the Twitter. I'm t- that's that's one thing. So, I'm super fun. You are Psycom. I am Psycom. Could we just pretend for a moment that someone doesn't know anything about what you're describing? <laughs> can we, for those people out there, which I'm not one of, just describe what's going on? So... I am Psycom. No, you know Twitter. I know I'm talking to you, Chris. I know Twitter. Twitter. Uh, I know. Yep. Twitter have... So everyone on Twitter has a handle, which Mm -hmm. is essentially their name on Twitter. It's like a computer name. Exactly. A username. Username. Like a fan. Like yours is Gib007. No, it'd be Dr. Gib. Dr. Gib007. Well, this one is I am Psycom. Now, this is a rotating Twitter handle, which means that every week there's someone new. Holy shit. And they have to be a very well-respected member of the science communication community or ask before that becomes a rule. (laughs) (laughs) And so this is my week. I think I know which group you're in. Yeah, yeah, this is my week. So um, it's been really fun. I've only been doing it for two days. But here's my other awesome news related to this. I sent out a tweet yesterday and... Bum, bum, bum... Andy's Sight Watch. Oh, what? What? Hold what? on a minute. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What the I hell? I sent out a tweet, and I'm hesitant to say that it's gone viral. Oh, but people are sharing it, and it's a little. It's like a little bit viral. What do you call that? Like itchy? Like a common cold? Yeah, some yeah. kind of zima. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> I sent out this tweet, and it said, "Recently, there's been an uproar about." Fake news influencing people on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Now they know how scientists feel when we see posts by David Wolf. Okay. So I was like, that is a that is a solid tweet. 140 characters exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when I sent it out, I was like, that I'm, I'm, I that like makes that it tweet. harder to retweet with your with your name in it. It well, yeah, you're right. It does. It does. <laughs> but I get all of the responses. Okay. I get all. Of, so it got shared on Facebook. Holy shit! On Facebook. I had 1,400 reactions. Jesus. Cool. And as of about an hour ago, 5,100 shares. Say that number again. 5,100 shares. Whoa. Andy's tweet site watch. Jesus. Boom. So that's it. So that's my news. I got another piece of news. Whoa. Oh, wow. What the hell? So we've... Talk often about uh, our old working colleagues. We do. And recently we mentioned that um, uh, someone who did my PhD student with Mark Bissett uh, got a permanent position. Yeah. They're getting worse. That's very good. <laughs> and uh, now I found out that he's an editor of a journal. We need a sound effect for that. <laughs> <laughs> what sound effect do you have for editor of journal? I'm not sure. Ba-ba-da-da-da-da. That very good. Oh, like yeah, that. yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Trumpet good one. or something. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I found news. out, um, you know, a bit of confidential news, but I'm, uh, I, uh, it somehow came across my email that he is the editor of a journal. 
Mm. That is very good. Well done. He is going from strength to strength. Isn't yeah, he? he is. His career is progressing forward, and I'm languishing in the swamp. But that's okay. <sighs> I've actually got a little bit of uh, listener feedback. Oh, okay. So on our Facebook page, we were contacted. Oh, what? oh, through a, like a direct message. Yeah, I didn't see that. Oh. We were contacted. Could we pretend like someone doesn't know <laughs> direct contacted means and explain that? They sent us an email through Facebook. Oh, okay, cool. Right? And so you guys may know this person, but someone called Tom Gibson. <gasps> That's my dad. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what? I knew he was listening. <laughs> And I forgot. And, oh. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. What did he say? What did he say? What did he say? <laughs> well, Sorry, Dad. <laughs> there, was, there was one second of background noise that he sent us and a gif of someone being shocked. <laughs> that's it that's it (laughs) he still knows how to use Facebook better than Chris (laughs) oh it was brilliant I completely forgot my mum mentioned it to me and I spoke to dad about it on the weekend and I forgot to put it in news well this is better actually it's better that it came up organically organically so there we are that was our feedback from big shout out to Tom Gibson thanks for listening dad and I'm sorry for all the things I've said <laughs> in your life, <laughs> in my life on the podcasts, all the all the random embarrassing stuff I do and say. Now I want to play a game. Ooh. I want to play a game. Oh, okay. One thing that was really I've that seen I this movie. I see what yes. Yeah. <laughs> let's tape Chris to some needles and do stuff to him. Anyway, um, one oh, thing that, that they always tell us is that. As scientists, we need to have elevator pitches, mm-hmm. which is for that moment when you're with someone at a conference, someone else comes along and they go, oh, what do you do? And you have to, boom, you have to impress them. Yeah. Right? You can't just say, oh, stuff. No. Well, actually, I was in that situation one time and I went, I'm just a lowly postdoc. Oh. And I left. Oh. <laughs> That's less than 30 seconds. Uh, That's tail, way less. Yeah. Tail between your tail legs. Tail between my legs. Um, just a lowly postdoc. <laughs> so... What we're going to do, gents, is you've got 30 seconds okay. to give your elevator pitch. Could, yep. could I have a little more? Oh, than oh Chris, I sent you the rules beforehand. <laughs> well, we're breaking rules tonight. Cameron, Cameron <laughs> set a precedent. I might, I might need a li- just a little more, not much more. Mutiny. Because I, I need to set a scene. If you can't have mind. rules in a podcast, when can you have them? Um, good point. I yeah. thought we were just going to go with 30 seconds for the explanation, but if you get boring at any point, I can get you off. You can leave the elevator. the elevator. Yeah. yeah. So, so we're going to act like a little scene. So I'm coming into the elevator and you guys are in the elevator. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. All right. Here we go. So Chris, you've, you've yep. teed yourself up to go first. <laughs> Hi guys. Uh, how's it going? Good. Uh, I Hi. just, uh, just on my way, uh. To somewhere, thought I'd get the elevator. <laughs> is, um, is, that, is it up in the? Is it up? Is that why you're getting? Well, in the no, no. I'm, I'm going to be going up a few floors. Um, okay. Are you safe to be out? I am. I am. I don't usually wear a, a nappy, but um, <laughs> it's a convention, and I don't want to get into details. I was going to ask you. you sound like you've got a funny accent. Where are you from? This is offensive. I'm from the UK. <laughs> oh, you're I'm English. The, I'm English. Yeah. Oh. And you think that's funny? 
Oh, I'm sorry. I was... <laughs> oh, God. I'm so sorry. I didn't realise you were from England. I apologise. That's okay. That's all right. You've... You're doing really well, by the way. You're doing really, really, oh, really Excellent. Well. Look, my floor's nearly here. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, Let me just press... Hold on. We've got a problem. What's the Jesus, problem? What we've... You might not believe it because you don't seem to be reacting, but we're free-falling down the <laughs> elevator shaft. Wait a minute. If only we weren't in a traction elevator that's lifted by ropes which pass over a wheel attached to an electric motor above the elevator shaft. <laughs> if only we weren't huh? in an elevator like that. If only we were in a cantilever-roped hydraulic elevator. Hold on, we're slowing down, we're okay. slowing down, luckily, oh, we're oh. safe. As I said before, a, uh, a cantilever-roped hydraulic elevator is much safer than the standard piston uh, traction elevator. And another thing I'd like to mention as well, funny thing about cantilevers is not only can they save your life on the large scale, i.e. in an elevator, but if you make them incredibly small, say uh, less than the width of a human hair, you can measure forces between atoms and molecules, and you can also use them to weigh an individual virus. That's what I do, and that's what makes cantilevers and myself amazing. All right, this is my floor. <laughs> Thanks for that, weirdo. <laughs> I've sold my nappy. <laughs> Chris. Your ability to weave cantilevers into an actual elevator pitch is fantastic. You, are, I applaud you for at least that. Do you know how I found out about cantilevered elevators? I Google. Know. Yeah, I did. How do you know that? Who? Jesus. Googled it. Oh, just Google it. Yeah, yeah. Chris, that's what yeah. everyone does now. It's not yeah. surprising. Oh, okay. All right, there you go. All right. Boom. Finished. <sighs> Great. Hey, hey, guys. How's it going? Hi. Hey, um, so... Hello. You know how this elevator says it holds, like, 30 people? Yeah. That must take a lot of energy to move it all the way up and down. I mean, and that's just because we don't want to use the stairs. See, we need lots of energy to do lots of different moving and stuff, and I'm researching into renewable solar energy, but not solar cells. No, I'm making super reflective mirrors from a special stack of metals to harvest the light and concentrate it for heat and then turn it into energy. And we can use that energy to power this elevator. And because Chris, this man is in it, <laughs> it needs a little bit more energy than usual. Also, these are plastic mirrors, which greatly reduces the cost associated with building a solar concentrator plant. Here's my card. Ding. Bye. I've never met this guy before. <laughs> what, what the hell was that? I wish I went before you now. <laughs> Do it. All right, so I'm just walking in. A step Why step. is this man <laughs> narrating his life? <laughs> Stepity step, step, step. <laughs> and then I just look at you two and I just raise my eyebrows. Hey. And I go, hey, uh, geez, these elevators use a lot of energy, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, am I? It's deja vu. <laughs> Wouldn't it be good if we could be using the sun to power all this? <laughs> the problem is that buildings like these don't have enough uh, roof area uh, for solar panels. Mm. Okay. So my research develops new transparent solar cells that could, that could cover the entire building and allow it to power itself. Hmm. Thanks for the information, stranger. You're welcome. All Here's right. my card. Oh, great. 
Everyone, let's leave the elevator. Tappity tap, walk, walk. Let's go change my nappy. Left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. Swagger, swagger, done. Pose. Good. Yeah. Well done, everyone. Well done, guys. So uh, I would like to know the timing on Chris's 30-second elevator pitch. <laughs> yeah, Chris, Chris's was like Inception. Not only did it involve role-play amongst us now, but it also involved him role-playing with the people that he was talking to. Like, whoa, are we falling? <laughs> What's that? Okay, you lovely little face munchkins. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not even surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, now is our time for our topic. And the topic for today is the scientific career path. Ooh. So what are you supposed to do? We're all experts. We're obviously all experts because we're all super famous in our science fields. Yeah. And now's the time to listen up, peeps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. What do you do, Chris? Well, I suppose there's a few things you can do. Uh, and I did not necessarily do these when I finished my PhD took me a little while to what I would say learn the game it is a game and it is a bit of a game it is so there's there's a few things that obviously you should do publish lots of papers yes now that's easier said than done that is easier said than done but I think Drew touched on something last week that would help that and that is the side project (gasps) Ah. so plenty of postdocs will be put on a project that might produce a lot of papers. Yep. Or maybe not produce so many papers for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been well thought out. It's too hard. They reached for the sky. Is that blue sky research? Is that what you call it? I guess so. And it was really probably a bit beyond what the university was capable of or the lab or whatever. That's but not there blue are, sky research. That's not blue sky research? No. Oh, I got that wrong. Blue sky research is research without any obvious application. Hmm. It doesn't mean that it's not working. Okay. I sit corrected. But you can always do side projects. You can. And sometimes these side projects can result in pretty good papers that get cited a lot. Yeah. Um, And so I would say always keep an eye out for side projects if you can fit them into your your work week and um, publish those. And obviously lots of citing. We've talked about this before. Lots of self-citing. Yeah. Um, and then I would also say conferencing, get out there, meet people. Um, and the last thing I would probably mention, ah, get on some grants as Good. best you can. Get on some grants. You've got your Catalyst so grant you think, a couple of years ago. You think <laughs> you have just provided us with the recipe for scientific success. Yeah. So I think be so. Be successful. Be successful by doing those things. If you can. If you can. <laughs> But they're really difficult, Chris. Yes, Each one they of those are. things in isolation is quite difficult. Mm. And then to put them all together into a... So is that why only a few people make it? Oh, I'd say so, yeah, yeah. Because you have yeah. to be good at a range of those skills. And also, to be honest with you, everything you said comes back to being nice to people and being like... Uh, not nice, what do I want to say? You have to manipulate people into allowing you to do those things. Yeah. Get on papers. Yeah. Allow yeah. people to... Um, or force people to put your name on their grant. Well, yeah, that that's a tough one. How do you get your name on a grant? That's very, very difficult to do, Yeah, especially just as a postdoc. If you're very, very successful and you've already got a bunch of papers uh, in very, really big journals, you might even get headhunted. Someone will come to you, Ooh. senior, and say, get on my grant. We've got a very good chance of getting it. 
if you haven't got that kind of track record, it's going to be tough. But there are sources of funding out there, as you well know. I did get a grant. Am I, am I the only one in this room that has got a grant? Uh, I have not been on a grant. Um, I suppose. Oh, hold on. Yeah, no, I'm the most successful person here. I did get an establishment grant from, from Flinders. Doesn't so got, count. Got, everyone, got, I, everyone gets that, Chris. It's essentially <laughs> beer money. But it's, yeah, I mean, it's. I'm not saying it's easy. Hold on, Andy. Mm. That's what you wanted? I'm so good. Thanks, Cameron. <laughs> I've been puffing up my chest for ages and no one said anything, but I can now slouch again. And it's good. crucial that if you do get a grant or get on a grant, it, that grant has to be successful. If you don't produce papers... Chris. You're not going to get any more funding anywhere else. All right. So do all of those things. Do all those things. Cameron, shed more light on this for us. Well, I mean, I just wanted to break it down to kind of what I was told my career path should be when I was a student. Yep. So it'd be do your PhD, you do an international postdoc. Yep. And then after that, they will be clamoring for you to come back to Australia. And then you would get a lecturing position. And then from that, it's just an easy walk into a professorship. Mm. It's like, so once you're in this lectureship role, you're in the institution and then it's every five years you get promoted up, get promoted up. But is that what you expected? Yeah. Yep. 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 And what should, what, how should you select your international university to do the postdoc at? What criteria would you use? Well, I mean, I'm going through what I was told to do. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> well, I guess, in, I mean, to answer that, you would go to the most successful and well-known group in your field that you possibly could. Mm. Somewhere like Cambridge? You know. <laughs> oh, that's the whole point. Uh, <laughs> like, he's doing his setups for like five minutes now. You I plan these out that. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you go you go to a place where everyone goes, oh, it's that institute. Mm. Like, oh, you went to that institute. Oh, you went to Cambridge. You went mm. to Oxford. Mm. Oh. I don't know. I, I really don't think it matters. No? I think if it's in Anywhere another, abroad. If it's in another country... No one cares. Right. Because all that really matters are people that you know in your own country. Because they're the ones who would be reading the grants. Yeah, but everyone knows a good university, even internationally within a field, right? I don't think they'd care. Okay. So as long as they see a career break where you've been abroad. I I, I actually don't think they even care about that. No shit. I think that I, 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 I was happy to do the international postdoc. I yep. think I became a better person. Yep. yep. But I don't think I, I became agree. a better scientist. You're a lovely person. You didn't know me before. I know. I imagine you're a bit of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so I really don't think location matters. Right. Uh, but what you do need is lots of papers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so location helps for that. But no, one, no one's asked me what I did yep. when I was anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. So you just need to go and be productive. Yeah. So what? How? So that is what you expected your career path to be. Yep. Now, what is it? What was your career path, or what is your career path, and where do you expect to go from here? Now, knowing what you know. Then, like thinking about it. Oh, this is sad. This so, is the sad bit. I did the PhD. I did the international postdoc. Yep. So, so you're, did, you're ticking the boxes. You're doing. Yeah, the- I ticked those two boxes, and then uh, I applied for a grant. To a, a government grant to get me yep. back to Australia, and that was not successful. Mm. So they didn't care that I had done international. And Did you feel I was, an Australian person coming back to Australia didn't make any difference at all? Did you feel cheated? A little bit, yeah. 
Yeah. I really, I was really told that they really want Australian people coming back. Yep. They want the people with the most publications. Yep. They don't care where they come from. No. That's it. Well, I I mean, this is one thing, a theme, I guess, that keeps on coming up, which is, I think the expectations of the people in the system change much, much slower than the system changes. So your head, your head's down, your bum's up, you're doing work abroad. Yeah. You're like, yeah, this is going to make me the best thing. But in that time, people, the, the whole system changes its expectations and it goes, oh, actually, no, we, we want people from everywhere and it doesn't matter if they're Australian and mm-hmm. coming back or not. And then you get to the end of that, not knowing that that's what now the system wants and you're left disappointed, mm-hmm. right? Mm. And I think I see the same during PhDs. PhDs, you enter and you go, I'm going to do this thing. Head down, bum up, blah, 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 blah. Four years later, oh, there's no jobs. Yeah. yeah. You know? And mm. I think now we're probably only just starting to address the fact that that happens. And we shouldn't allow PhD students to go in with the expectation that a scientific career path is linear in the same way that you described. Mm. So Cameron, where, where are you going from now well so instead of going from international postdoc to lecturer i've mm. had about three different postdoc positions yeah but all at the same institution yeah uh and it looks like that's what's going to happen in the near future yeah just different postdoc positions yeah. what can you do that's in your power yeah to better your circumstances or better your chances so i think i so I, i've chosen to stay in australia yeah i'd even would like to stay in the city yeah mm-hmm. and so i think i just need more people to be aware of me. Yeah. And so Chris did mention before conferences, you're meeting people. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's crucial. I really think they'll just forget me straight away, but maybe one or two will remember. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe I need to work else, uh, other places so that there's chances that whenever I put in grants, yep. the, there's a higher chance that someone there will know my name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you get that little little bit of an advantage. Yeah. So that's, for, that's how I'm imagining it. For me, I basically have had to give up on the dream of a permanent academic career. Mm-hmm. You know, like having a group and things like yeah. that. Yeah. That's gone. That's gone for and me And that now. was your expectation. When I finished, I kind of like Cameron a bit, I thought I'll just postdoc hop for a while. I'll, yep. you know, go overseas. Live do the some, dream. You know, have some fun, come back. Oh, and I then, know that have some fun means have sex with people. Chris, carry on. I, I can't. I can't admit to that. Um, and then, then your dad listens, <laughs> and then come back to Australia and you know apply for some fellowships, apply for some grants, and just get scooped up, and and that'll be fine. And then yep. get a permanent position. Had no idea what the chances of that actually were. Yeah. So when I came back to Australia, I took a job as a facility manager looking after some instruments. And I did actually kind of think, oh, that'll turn into a permanent academic position. Yep. Wrong. Mm. Wrong. <laughs> so that dream I had of being a permanent academic with my own research group, yep. that is dead. That's dead. How does that make you feel, Chris? Inside a little hollow and a little bit dead as well. Yeah. But if I'm going to stay in science, I just have to lump it and just accept that this is the job I've got now is the job I'm going to have to do yep. and do it to the best of my ability. Yep. And that's just the way it's going to be. I guess for me, the idea of a scientific career path, mm-hmm. really, I mean, I think there is no path anymore. Yep. There is no guaranteed route to any scientific career that I can see. Mm. You just have to, you're kind of just like water flowing downhill. You're like, What's the best way for me to go? 
Yeah. And you're like, la, 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 oh shit, this way, la, 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 I got a choice, this way. And you try to better your circumstances each time, each decision you make, you try to get yourself closer to a goal, yeah. as something, mm. but in reality, it, and that's what really bothers me, I think, when people talk about it. In hindsight, everything looks linear. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. even now, even more than ever, it's just difficult to say, like you said, Cameron, PhD, you know, abroad, lectureship, blah, blah, blah. That is completely changed. So now, you know, what should you expect? What are you supposed to do after a PhD? Well, you do what you can. <laughs> you do what feels right. You, you yeah. try to head to, if your goal is to go to academia, you get yourself a postdoc. How, and if you want another one after that, you work hard in that postdoc to get another one. And you just, you always just kind of think of that next step. Whereas now, if for, for someone like me, I've done a couple of posts, this is my second postdoc, and I'm like, all right. And I'm working point eight as mm. well. So I'm mm. working four days a week. And the reason I'm doing that is, first of all, a lifestyle choice, which is a really honest way of saying I really like <laughs> not working <laughs> loads. Um, and also, that extra day a week, I do stuff I enjoy. Mm. I do the science communication stuff. I learn Spanish. I just do wanky stuff, right? Mm. Mm. But that choice is already... Let's just assume I work just as hard as everyone else, which I don't. Mm. That Mm. already puts me 20% behind those people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. So that was a choice I made because I wanted the lifestyle now that I want to lead forever. And now I'm making those choices to get out of academia and trying to create the networks to jump into other things. Um, And yeah, so the scientific career path is no longer a path. Mm -hmm. It's a fucking nightmare of daggers and mazes and people that jump out at you and go, (laughs) there are things you can do to increase the probability. That's for sure. That's for sure. But there's, there's just no guarantee. And we can't give anyone guarantees. There's no recipe or or whatever that'll guarantee a a permanent position. Our next section is science. This where we use our transferable science skills to science the shit out of an everyday activity. And today, gentlemen, the science topic is putting on makeup, which I'm sure you've all done all the time. And this is why I thought it was really fun. Yeah. Well, I wasn't prepared for this one. We're all experts. But yet, I think I can come up with something. <laughs> well done, Chris. And today I vow not to use robots or genetic engineering. I reckon they'll get answer. in there somewhere. You're rubbish. Um, who wants to go first? I don't mind. Uh, who did no, that? No, no, no. Well, I won't. I'll, I'll go last again. All right, all right. Oh, oh, he's got a good one. I know it won't <laughs> no, go. No, it's not go. good. I'll go. I'll go. Um, look, so for me, there is perhaps a virtual reality computer component to this. Jesus. So first of all, I'm using lasers. Do it. Oh, yeah. That's sciencey. Lasers are scanning my face and mapping it down to the micron level. Good. All the, the the beauty and wonder of my human face is mapped and then wonder. St- stored in a computer as a virtual, this is a word you may not know, as a virtual avatar. That's like a fake representation of myself inside a computer. Thanks for explaining it, Chris. Now, before I go out to put on my makeup, I will have some information about where I'm going to go. Nighttime, what time, blah, blah, blah. And then 
in the simulation. <laughs> it really it's the does. the same thing twice. <laughs> wait, you wait. Tell her the time. <laughs> Night time or the time <laughs> and, and so on. <laughs> Etc. And and then the computer will start to map makeup on my avatar face. Yes. Given all those conditions, humidity, yes. temperature, where on the planet I am, all that sort of thing, and it will put makeup on, and then I will choose which makeup ensemble I will then, <laughs> I will then use for that uh, occasion. I didn't know you knew any French, Chris. Yeah, I do. I do a bit. A bit um, yeah. How is this currently any different to just choosing makeup? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, the time bit. The time bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Night time. The time. As with anything that involves science this, science this there's computers and there's lasers. So the and lasering. The wonder of his face. The wonder the of my face. Where it's like, I wonder how he's married. <laughs> <laughs> the white oh. joke. He did it. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good burn. one. Burn. Well, you got to give credit where it's due. When you burnt, you burnt. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah. so that's that's how I would science putting on makeup. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Excellent, excellent. All right, well, Cameron wants to go last, so he has to do a good one. Thank so, you. So, how would I... <laughs> How would it, so I got putting on what makeup. Yeah. Right? So this is the physical act of placing the the makeup on your face. Mm-hmm. All right? Now, you think, what should I use? Currently, they use brushes. Yeah. Right? Now, we're using like pads that have the indent of your face. Okay. Does that make sense? Like it's like a negative so impression of your face. And it's the size of your face. And it's the size of your face. You yep. could get that imprint by scanning your face with lasers. Yeah, and producing a wonder image. And making a mold. <laughs> yeah. There we yeah. are, Chris. So we're combining it. We're stealing com- my idea. Anyway. So, a huh? negative imprint, right? And you know like a big syringe? <laughs> like, so on the I back side... I can imagine side, one. I don't know yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, he's on fire tonight, isn't he? <laughs> um, so, it's like an absorbent pad. And on the back side of this is a massive syringe which contains all of the makeup that you need yeah. for your face. And you push it. Okay. And, and then you, you just fart? smush your face oh. into the negative. Uh, and it just prints <laughs> your makeup on your face. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And so, what if you're wanting like blush or like some other... Something other than it's just... It's the same all the fucking time, yeah, mate. You've okay. got to put foundation you've got on negative. first. Everyone knows Yeah, you've got the several one for foundation. Some toner as well, Matt. Some moisturizer. Ones for, look, yeah. you're making it sound like I haven't thought about this. <laughs> <laughs> now, after you've done that, you are... The reason that you wear makeup is so that you're more beautiful. Mm-hmm. Now, how do we judge beauty? Wow. Uh, magazine covers. Magazine covers. Uh... You'd need a um, a panel of clones or oh, robots. God. So what I do is I smush on my 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 makeup. Yep. And then I get a hundred men lined up, and I measure the arousal response in their penis. Oh lord! Wouldn't you be wanting women lined up? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. And how how are you measuring arousal response? So there's a little flexible thing that goes on their penis uh-huh. and mm-hmm. as it stretches the resistance changes and it tells me how how aroused they are by my face okay and so what, what if when they look at you in makeup 
it doesn't stretch, it shrinks. So, good. Yeah, that's right. So, it may hide in fear, right? So, my makeup isn't very good. Yep. I'll go back to the drawing board oh. and change my makeup syringe composition. Yeah. Yep. Right? And then, do it again. And yeah. then, hey, boys. Uh, they measure all their penises. Uh, uh-huh. And I think just for the fun of it, it would be displayed on a big graph. Yep. On a big live um, TV screen set. So Everyone could see each individual arousal. Okay. Um, if I was looking at yours now, Cameron, uh-huh. yours would be like baseline, baseline, baseline. And then every so often it would just go, whoop. Uh-huh. What would you be thinking about? Um, well, not your face. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And we do that until you find an a, a, a makeup like, ensemble. ensemble. <laughs> That's French. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that causes arousal in your demographic of choice. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's going to take a while, I suspect. You're going to have to get a group of people who are, who are going to find yeah. you attractive. Not, not plausible, Andy. Uh, yeah, not, sorry. sorry. I'm not convinced you'd ever find a, a, a significant group of people that would find simply your face in makeup that arousing. Tell you what, you would be very surprised. <laughs> it's a lot of people on the planet, I guess. You're, you're <laughs> yeah. absolutely right. I only you're need to find right. 100. You How only many need people to find 100? Like 9 billion? Well, good question. What would be a statistically significant number? Bit of science. 10? That's math. 20? So don't do that. 30? Oh, 40? out of 100. I'd, I reckon what bell curve, I would want like... I'd want probably 40% to be genuinely aroused by my face. Okay. In makeup. In makeup. That's the that's the thing, yeah. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Bell end curve. <laughs> oh! oh! <laughs> Another He's zinger from Shira. Jesus. <laughs> hell, this is my show. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cameron, bring it home. All right, so uh, I like your idea, Andy. It's quite similar to the episode in The Simpsons where Homer invents ah, the, the shotgun, the classic, shotgun, classic to yeah. get the makeup yeah. on really quickly. He's on yeah. fire tonight, Jesus. Uh, but of course, yeah. makeup is already a very science-based uh, industry mm-hmm. because they really want to differentiate themselves, so they want to have these new materials in there. Mm. So I actually wrote something for the conversation <gasps> on. Uh, Everyday, no, household products that have nanotechnology in them. Oh, yes. And makeup was one of the easiest ones for me to find Ah, examples of. Yeah, right. So there are fullerenes, which are a very small nanoparticle made of carbon, and they're actually, um, they do not have much friction. What's the... So a lubricant. They're a a lubricant, so they make the powder feel like really smooth. We mean like Mm. an industrial lubricant, not like a... Penis in vagina lubricant. Yeah, and mm. they're also solid, which is a different than like an oil. Uh, yeah, type. An oil or liquid base. Got to use liquid. Uh, and they also often have zinc oxide and titanium nanoparticles. As uh, so, they are bright white. Ah, so okay. I guess that's kind of the look that you're going for sometimes. Porcelain doll. Uh, and they also will add some um, sunscreen type properties, uh, okay. UV, yes, UV absorbance yep. properties. Very good, yep. very good. Uh, and they're also, we all know of the L'Oreal Institute, uh, who of course are studying the science of makeup. Oh. There's a L'Oreal Institute. There's a L'Oreal Institute. Of you course there is. You don't is. pay enough attention to the ads? I don't watch TV anymore because <laughs> I'm a bloody hippie and I've got a veggie patch. <laughs> no. You know, I saw it. <laughs> and that's not that's not a euphemism for like a little way I shave my pubes either. <laughs> it probably could be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your veggie patch. 
We're starting something new on PPOP. Yeah, right, it's in. Hashtag veggie patch. <laughs> and so I actually t- saw a talk once from someone who worked for Johnson & Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got a paper published while he was working at Johnson & Johnson. And of course, they're a science institute, but that was their first paper published in about six years. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Because generally, wow. it'll just all go to be proprietary information. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So apparently, he got a massive raise in a... <laughs> a paper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, we're a scientific like, institute. There are in back some... to less than three. Yeah. <laughs> there, are some, there are some journals. There is a journal of cosmetic science. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 interesting story. One of my papers was cited in that journal. I just, yep. thought, I'd, just thought I'd mention that. Yeah. Oh. I don't know why that's important. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry it. for Chris being here, Cameron. Uh, Cameron, back to you. <laughs> so it's obviously clearly already a quite well-scienced subject. Mm-hmm. It is. Okay. So yeah. I'm not that gonna, was just your introduction. I'm not going to science this. Oh, those are the fucking rules, mate. <laughs> He's breaking rules as well as being Rude. very funny. <laughs> Putting on makeup wastes time. It's not gender equal. Oh. And I, I want to live in a world where looks don't matter. Oh, my God. Of course you do. Look at your T-shirt. It's ripped. <laughs> Look at him. He's, he's, he's being moral as well. Uh, oh, it makes so, me feel so bad. Ga- I was game talking about- set and match. <laughs> I was talking about penises. <laughs> Checkmate, motherfucker. Checkmate. Oh. He's, he's, he's out-ethicking us. And so how am I going to live in this world where we don't need makeup? Tell us. Well, I'm going to take a lead from the global warming debate uh, where- where which pretty much shows that facts don't matter. <laughs> uh, All right. right. So I'm not going to argue this point with facts. I'm Ooh. going to trumpet. <gasps> <laughs> well, and he's thrown in some political. He's got some in, like, it's just great all over the place. This right. is crazy. So I'm launching a massive scare campaign against makeup. I like it. <gasps> I like it. Do I it. Like it's going to like include it. lies. I'm going to tell people that it causes wars. Whoa. I'm going to tell people that makeup ca- causes cancer. Wow. I'm going to say it causes asteroids. <gasps> I'm going to say whatever it needs to be said until everybody stops using makeup. Whoa. Wow. That's a bold strategy, I have to say. A bold strategy. That's how I'm going to not science putting yeah, on makeup. Wow. I tell you. I didn't see oh, that one you, coming I in. I didn't Andy. see that. What a plot <laughs> I didn't see twist. That. That's <laughs> brilliant. What a plot yeah. twist. You should be grateful out there, PPOP listeners. Be grateful. Oh, what we got a maverick on the team. Yeah, yeah. maverick <laughs> Jesus. from Top Gun. And to be honest, from if anyone, I thought it was going to be me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I kind of had my bets on myself, but you know. <laughs> Music is provided by the excellent Adelaide-based band Voice Rom. Check them out on their Bandcamp website. Thank you. As always, to them for providing the music. Thanks, guys. Um, also, remember to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app, like our Facebook page. Join in the forum. It's a little bit busier. Let's make it a little bit busier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely picking up. It's picking I mean, up. You just got to get on there. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, be, don't be left behind. Yeah. Um, and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get this podcast. Any bad on it. You were just listening to Publish, Perish, or Podcast. Brought to you this week by the L'Oreal Institute, our future sponsor. <laughs> yes. Doing the science yeah. of makeup since 1934. Ooh. Is that real? No, you made that up. All right, brilliant. Final Mommy, farewells. Mother, right? yeah, yeah, I'm Mother. sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> Final farewell. Goodbye. Sneenos. Oh, that's horrible. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>